Hello everyone and welcome to our one new episode of CXBeat. And today we have a very special guest, Mr. Karim, who is a head of customer experience in financial company. Welcome to our show, Mr. Karim. Could you kindly introduce yourself and uh, just shed some light on your background to our listeners? Um, great. Thank you first of all for having me here. Uh, my name is Karim Mazar. I am the VP of CX at Rain. We're a crypto brokerage company. We're the first licensed and regulated crypto company in the Middle East. Um, I have uh, been in CX for, I guess, more than 10 years. Um, I would say my specialty of experience comes with tech startups. So I've always worked for tech companies all within the startup or the scale-up phase. I worked for companies such as uh, Dubizzle in the past. I worked with uh, some startups with uh, my time at Startup Bootcamp, which was a fintech accelerator for startups. And I've been with Rain since October 2020 until today. Oh, great. Thank you. Looking forward to hear some insights because, you know, like financial sector is very special. And customer support need to be like 24 hours, seven days per week available for everyone. Uh, a lot of responsibility in front of your customers. So could you please let me know how do you organize and how do you ensure continuous and reliable customer support service, especially considering the non-stop nature of financial market? Yeah, well... <clears throat> Well, the financial market, I wouldn't say the financial markets because sometimes, you know, like in uh, in banks, you have like working hours where those working hours, like banks close at some point of time. You still have 24-7 support, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but in crypto, especially the market that we're in, it's a market that never closes, right? So you can buy crypto at any time of day, any day of the week, 24-7. Market changes can go up. So... It is challenging, and yes, we do not uh, take a break at all. To be a company like Korean, so one of the best things that we actually proud ourselves on is actually providing one of the best customer support uh, in in the industry. We have to focus on having all the right number of team members that you can actually split on different shifts. You have to have the right scheduling capabilities in order to make sure that you have the right coverage. Uh, we look at also our uh, forecasting and our historic data and see like, when do we get like high volumes? When do we, when is our peak and off peak times? Of course it changes because the market is always changing. Uh, but we also take those into um, um like into consider consideration and then we look at some technologies that we can integrate you know so we have uh some sort of a chatbot that people can you know interact with before they go to an agent so that also makes mm-hmm. uh helping customers 24 7 easier faster uh, when they reach out to our team great thank you for sharing you have mentioned chatbot and i have a question about it um yes. is it a script chatbot or artificial intelligence anything connected to um these popular neural networks i uh, know so currently we have a, a button bot which is basically just you know ask you very simple questions mm-hmm. that pre-qualifies you and and then it collects this information so it becomes easier for the customer support agent who receives your chat or your query to already have an idea of what you're trying to achieve 
Uh, we're still in the process of actually exploring our AI chatbot, and that's something that might come in the future. But right now, it's something just even with a button bot, you can you can deflect up to sixty percent of your incoming mm -hmm. chats by giving customers you know pre-written answers or you know directing them to the right uh, spot in in the app where they can do uh, some self-service and so on. Um, but yeah, we're we're looking more into the AI side of uh, uh, things, uh, but it's, it's going to come a bit uh, in the future. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you. Yeah, basically, chatbots can help significantly to reduce uh, the workload for agents, especially at the first line, at least help with routing and understanding of the inquiry of customers. And great, great tools helping the ex-professionals, for sure. And what are some other technologies, maybe some technological infrastructure you use to prevent uh, service disruptions and maintain a seamless customer support experience, especially during high traffic periods? Uh, you mentioned that uh, uh, you try to forecast them, but when it's in place, do you have something to keep the same service level? Yeah, so historically, so I've been through, like we've been through a lot of changes at Rain here and mm -hmm. we have gone through the bull market a couple of years ago when we woke up one day and we got 10 times the amount of customers that we were getting on a daily basis. The number of tickets and chats that we were getting increased by 10 or 100x in one day. We didn't have enough team members. Back in the day, we still didn't have a chatbot. We just have the right technologies and uh we even at some point of time like had to put our online chat on hold and just direct people to use like emails or tickets on our uh, ticket form mm -hmm. uh, and looking back at those and looking uh like the, looking back at those times and then looking at what we've done so far so first of all you need to look at the the right crm tool so the right tool that can actually help you scale easily and that's not only and I wouldn't say that's only technology and, and what it can do, but also the right company, the right partnership, the right company that would actually understand the type of business that you're in, which is a crypto business that we're in, for example, that it is a very volatile business. It moves up and down. So I need my plans mm -hmm. and my tools to actually be very flexible that I can increase licenses or I can turn on features and, and whatnot. What we've done is basically what, what I've told you is we've built that button bot as uh, one step that customers go through where they can actually pre-fill and, and, and deflect some of, some of uh, what's happening. We already have a, a lot of backup, uh, I would say, plans when it comes to, let's say tomorrow I wake up and I have 100 times the number of chats that I I cannot go ahead and hire 100 times the agents that I need or that I currently have in one day. I need mm -hmm. to find a solution. So that is looking into an AI chatbot that I can easily turn on at some point of time, even if it's not 100% ready, it can help customers, you know. Invest in making sure that your self-serve articles are actually up to date. That is something that we're heavily working on right now. Mm -hmm. So that... AI chatbot and your self-serve articles can work together and actually direct customers to the fastest way they can resolve their issues. Of course, when it comes to money and crypto, customers always want to talk to a human being that will make them feel that they're actually 
safe, their money is safe and all of that. So we still always will give the customer the ability to reach out to a human being so that we make sure that they are um, like, they feel basically safe. We are a safe and regulated entity. So that's, that's one of the main things that we want customers to feel. But as I said, going back to the technologies, you have to have a backup plan of mm-hmm. automation, chatbots, the tools that you're using are actually tools that can actually grow. You don't want to buy a cheap tool that cannot handle the number of customers that you might get one day. So you also need to make sure of that. On the other hand, we need to make sure, and we've worked with our tech team, for example, to make sure that when traffic increase, increases 100x on our platform, that our servers and our platform is actually ready to handle that kind of increase. So all of those are things that we've put in place so that what happened a couple of years ago would never happen nowadays again. Mm-hmm. I see. Great. Thank you for sharing. One more question about this um, seamless work of customer support. You know, uh, customer support agents not always can give a, a reply quickly because some technical sophisticated questions sometimes appears and how do you ensure this uh, team collaborations uh, developers maybe product team, uh, head of products and uh, support agents the the cx team and the product and tech team actually work very closely together so The tech team has access to the ticketing system that we're using, where we actually escalate mm-hmm. customer directly to technical support that they can uh, that they can actually fix. But we also have a very open channel between the CX team and the product team, where whatever customers say uh, and any feedback that we get about the product or the technology or issues that customers normally face, or features that customers want are actually shared with uh, the whole organization, not just product and tech. Mm -hmm. I personally catch up with uh, our product and tech uh, managers and the product managers on a weekly or bi-weekly basis between uh, CX and Ops just to talk about projects or upcoming projects that that we would like to come and also relay feedback from customers. Uh, One very successful initiative that we've created is that we have a channel um, on Slack that we use as uh, internal communications Mm -hmm. that is called the VOC, the Voice of the Customer Channel. And that is for any of our team members that interact with customers to share any kind of feedback, whether it's positive or negative, from a customer. And that channel has all the the, the team members, all the founders uh, of our company, the CEO, everyone is on this Mm -hmm. channel so that... Any kind of feedback a customer leaves is actually shared on this channel so everyone can know. So if it's tech-related, then you can tag the tech people and tell them, here's some feedback about a feature that a customer has found, or here is a bug that a customer has been facing for a long time that we need to really fix, or here is a happy customer that really loves the experience, and those are the things that they love about our platform. So then you can go to your marketing teams and say, this is what people like about us. Let's actually take those and make sure that we promote them more in our marketing campaigns. Great, great, very good initiative for sure. Thank you. And uh, what are some other key performance indicators do you usually measure to understand the level of your customer support and level of customer satisfaction? Uh, So definitely, Like everyone else, we measure all the 
the normal KPIs. So the, the first time to reply, the uh, resolution time. Um, we actually have done something a bit different than other uh, companies. So we basically removed the average handling time. Uh, mm-hmm. So some some teams and in, in some companies that I worked with before, you would say I have an average handling time. So a call should not last more than X amount of minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've actually decided to remove that KPI completely so that we give freedom to our agents. I don't want the, the customer support or the customer experience uh, agent to actually try and rush so that they are mm-hmm. within handling time. I the, <clears throat> the main goal is to make sure that this customer's issue is resolved and that the mm-hmm. customer is happy service. So I don't care if it takes three minutes or three hours or three days talking to this customer as long as we actually resolve the issue. So we focus on the normal things. We do not focus on average and time. Focus on customer satisfaction. We don't focus on the score. We actually read the comments. So myself, our head of departments, we have an integration where every single comment that a customer types on our CSAT survey is posted in a channel that we read every single day. And if any customer has a comment that is actually not up to par to what we what we want, we dig into it. We understand what the customer has gone through. We try and have someone call them back and make sure that actually their issue or their experience is fixed. So it's not about chasing numbers. I can come and tell you, yeah, I look at CSAT and my CSAT is 95%. But I actually would dig more into those 5% that are not happy and try to understand why they're not happy and try to fix that even more. Mm-hmm. And I think we get to that by reading the comments and not chasing numbers only. And like everyone else, we also have NPS surveys. So we send NPS surveys to our customers. Again, the main key for me is not to look at what my NPS score is. Yes, the score is an indicator if it's going up and down about if customers are actually happy with your product or not. But again, what do they write in there? So you need to consume this text, all this data, try to understand your customers call them back, understand more about the situation or the issue that they faced, and then take all of that feedback and segregate it and see where it's supposed to go. If it's mainly issues with the product, then I would digest it all and I put in a nice presentation. I go to the product team and I say, okay, based on our past CSAT and NPS scores and the feedback we've got, those are the things that we need to fix so that our customers are happy. Great, great. And do you consider any other comments not only somehow connected to your like um, products directly do you collect reviews on third-party directories some websites or some scraping tools to track them uh not scraping tools but we have for example so we do uh look at for example the app store reviews that we Mm -hmm. have and some of the tools that actually can can help you moderate your app reviews, you can even add, you know, similar companies and similar businesses. So then you try and see what, and I and I I do that every now and then when I look at like other companies that are crypto companies, and then I look at the positive feedback they're getting and see what people are actually happy about with this company. And maybe if it's a feature that we don't have, then mm-hmm. I go to the pro- and say, okay, you know what? It seems like this company has this cool new feature that people like. Maybe we can look into it. And then 
obviously just keep keep reading and attending CX events and understanding the trends in the market and like what people are talking about so that we also know like what is new that we can provide for our customers. Yeah, I see. Thank you. So you have mentioned trends and what are actually these trends? Uh, maybe looking ahead, what do you see as the most significant trends and changes in customer experience within the financial service industry? And how do you preparing your team, your company for these changes to get to the top of the? So definitely the, the trends that are coming up is basically AI, right? And, and looking at AI driven solutions, but also personalized customer journeys, right? We've recently been speaking about this a lot. So not every customer is expecting the same type of service and not every customer is going to be happy with the same type of service. You would have one customer who likes self-service. So if they ask you a question and you give them a link to an article that will tell them how to do it, they will be happy. And there are some other type of customers that when you give them a link, they're not going to be happy. They actually want you to tell them how to fix it or they want you to fix it for them. So also understand so looking how we actually utilize our ai driven solutions in the market and and invest in in this side of things understanding our customers their needs and what type of personalized journeys that we want to give each customer so i want to be able to understand which customer is a self-serve customer and push him to a self-service which other customer actually would like more to be served by a human so then we push those into actually reaching a human. In our um, landscape and being a regulated company, we're looking also in how to ease the onboarding process. So when you are going through the onboarding journey, especially with a company like us that's licensed and regulated, you have to provide a lot of KYC, right? Mm -hmm. So all your driver's license, proof of address, all of those things. So looking also in investing in better technologies that can make this process easier. So we've seen a lot of amazing uh, developments in this side uh, uh, with technologies that now you see tools where you can tap your phone to your ID and with NFC, it can extract all the information and that can even, you know, save a lot of steps for you from onboarding or, you know, uh, using the facial recognition in order for you to be able, you know, to do certain um, uh, tasks. I've seen banking apps that are now not using OTP. All you need to do is just put your phone in front mm -hmm. of your face, your face up and down, and then your transaction would go through. So I, th I see a lot of those technologies, and I think definitely looking into a lot of them and see like the best ones that will actually make our customers' lives easier. Because again, being licensed and regulated means that you have to do a lot more to onboard, but we want, and we don't want the opposite. We don't want to uh, not have a license. We want to actually be safe, licensed and regulated. And at the same time, just try and see how those new technologies will make it easier for our customers to come in. The last thing I would say is again, integrating AI solutions but not looking at costs as the success rate. And I think that is a big mm -hmm. mistake a lot of CX experts fall into. 
come and say, hey, I'm going to implement this chatbot and this chatbot is going to make me fire 90% of the team. So I'm going to save 90% of our, my salary spend and then I can invest in other stuff. But that's great, right? I'm not saying it's mm -hmm. not great. It's great that you're saving the company money. But are you really looking at if this AI or this bot that you implemented that helped you uh, get rid of 90% of your team is actually doing the right job? Are customers happy with it? Is your customer satisfaction the same? Are your type of customers, are, the, are they the type of customer that actually want to deal with a bot or they want to deal more with a human, right? So mm -hmm. this is something that I have very strong opinions about. So I always say, yes, I'm going to look into all of those technologies, but with one main focus, always make sure that customer satisfaction is your number one metric when you're implementing all of those solutions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And especially with uh, this trend to automation, chatbots, artificial intelligence, it's important to keep this human touch because sometimes you need to understand that this support agent cares about you, just bot respond. <laughs> yeah. And it's like with crypto or with the financial services in general, people are talking to you about their money. Yeah. So, if I'm talking to a bot about my money, that yeah. I don't know, I want a human being to tell me where my money is right now, you know, or what's happening right now to my account. Yeah, yeah. There might be some questions for security measures. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or you just want someone that feels your frustration and just, again, tells you, don't worry. I can see your money is safe, mm -hmm. your account safe i'm going to help you through, through this i'm going to make sure that you're actually uh, you're going to get access to your money as soon as possible you just want that human touch that would just make you feel a bit more safer because you're not sure if this machine or this ai bot understands mm -hmm. for example like how important this issue is for you how uh, significant this amount that you cannot access is for you right only mm -hmm. a human would to understand that also the bot wouldn't understand how angry you are unless you are talking to someone on the phone and really screaming and that person would know exactly you know how angry you are a bot wouldn't really understand that yeah yeah that's true despite the fact that they're trying to be like more intellectual and understand emotions uh they are still so far from real human yeah, I love that that we're that it's evolving, but again, it's you're you're gonna always need that human there for the cases that the machine cannot solve, or for the customer that really wants someone to tell them that everything is fine and everything is gonna be resolved. Yeah, absolutely agree with you. So thanks a lot for sharing your vision, sharing your experience, and uh, I was. It was a pleasure for me to have this short but very insightful discussion. So this is the end of my interview. I don't have any more questions for now. And uh, see you later, maybe on some other episodes of CXB. Thank you for joining. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Bye.